What week is it, Curtis? Week seven. It's week what a seven. time to be yeah. alive. Wow. And how are you going, Curtis? Hello, Justine. I am going well this <laughs> time of the day. How are you going? Wow. I'm I'm very good actually. Like life's great. You know, the, the sun was shining this morning and now it's a little bit grey, but heading into winter, a bit more time for some, you know, cold dark greys in greys. <laughs> Yeah, great. Cold, dark days in bed <laughs> with some oh, hot chocolate. Just oh, a great, great metaphor for the time. <laughs> Lovely, yes. yes. So, Curtis, how is Uni Hall? What is going on at Uni Hall? It's been an yeah, interesting uh, time at college. It has been an interesting time at college uh, recently. Uh, we've got a, you know, we've got a couple of things going on. Uh, this week at college in the old, uh, you know, online space, of course, that we're all being distant from each other. Uh, of course, you would know about these things, Justine, because you are the president of Res Club. Uh, you guys are running a, <laughs> a TikTok it. competition, is that right? So you want to talk about that, Justine, what's going on there? Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, in case you all missed it, uh, we're a little bit uh, TikTok famous, I believe. Yeah, we get it. You know, we uh, shared no, your post, we get it. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but UWA has done a little feature on us and our TikTok competition, and they've yeah, they've made a little video about us and uh, it's reached quite a wide viewing uh, and we've had a lot of people from other colleges and um, from the area say that it's such an awesome initiative. So props to Res Club and especially Louisa uh, for coming up with the idea. So yeah, you guys are amazing. You rock. Um, speaking of Res Club, our one of our lovely social officers, Wayne, is heading a event called Friendship is Blind. Now, for all of our lovely listeners, if you're uh, Netflix people like myself, uh, if you haven't seen Love is Blind, it's the most um, best thing since The Bachelor. Uh, And unfortunately, of course, there is no Bachelor at the moment, so I recommend Love is Blind. Very stupid show, but very entertaining, and you'll probably binge watch it, so good on you. So Wayne is doing kind of a similar type of thing with friendship is blind so basically uh i'm not a hundred percent sure exactly how it's going to work but i believe people are filling in um surveys and then based on their surveys they're being matched with other people who filled in surveys and then there's going to be a big zoom session where everyone meets one another and then i don't know it's like it's a really cool way to meet new people and perhaps people that you had never spoken to because you'd never got the opportunity and now you get matched on your common interests. So yeah. 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 Yay. Yay for friendship. <laughs> we'll get a connection in this time. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like a delightful evening and event, uh, Justine. So oh, yeah, well done. Curtis, well done for Rose yes. Club for starting this great initiative. How great is Rose Club? Right? Of course. Thank you, Curtis. And then for those of you not aware on Friday night, Um, ISD has invited, ISD's International Students Department have invited uh, Unihall to participate in their mammoth quiz night. I think it's called a glitz and glamour quiz night. So, you know, we can't party. We can't have like cute events where we all get dressed up, but boy, we can get quizzical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> good pun justine uh very uh hilarious right yeah, hilarious. anyway um so yeah keep an eye out for that on social media and stuff it'll be it'll be a good time uh we'll be competing against a lot of other clubs at college sorry a lot of other clubs at uni as well as the other colleges so it's like a bonanza quiz night 
Yeah, it's pretty huge, pretty huge. But if you are not in the mood for competition and you want want to de-stress, then we have another oh, event no. uh, going on at Uni Hall, <laughs> the uh, De-Stress Not Distress Arts Competition. Uh, there's a lot of details about that on uh, the Uni Hall Facebook group. Uh, so if you want to have a look at that, uh, I think submissions are due on the 26th, which is uh, a couple of days away now. So uh, get keen for that. So yeah, there are still things going on at Uni Hall despite these times. And uh, we are aware that we... Uh, are coming into Multicultural Week next week and later on the podcast we'll be joined by Ethan to talk more about that week and what's going on there. So yeah, it's sort of looking like a very big week of events and even this week, you know, there's still stuff going on. You keen, Justine? Keen for a bit of a oh, social interaction? <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all, like, I've been really impressed. I feel that the spirit at Uni Hall lives on and I feel that you know, there's still things going on and there's still ways for us to be connected. And I personally some days don't leave my room for, well, like 24 hours. And then I'm almost a little bit shocked that I haven't left in 24 hours because I feel like I have through like, you you know, talking to people online and um, watching movies and reading books. It makes you feel like you're going somewhere (laughs) to another world. (laughs) Um, And through events such as Morning Tea with Mabel, which she does every Monday morning. Yesterday we discussed conspiracy theories, uh, which was very interesting. Did you know, Curtis, that some people think Paul McCartney died and that another person took over to impersonate him? Oh, I'd say that's definitely true. I'll say they they got a humanoid owl and uh, that's uh, Paul McCartney now. He just looks like an owl. Have you noticed that? I noticed that all the time. Yeah, I was so... But people are saying the same thing about Avril Lavigne. It was very, um, very interesting to read. Yeah. yeah. Do you talk about uh, yeah. Carol Baskin at all? Or Carol Baskin, sorry. I'm, I'm not in on the Tiger King thing yeah, yet, neither, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on the Lion King, so I need to watch the sequel. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you all have seen Tiger King, but apparently it is the thing. One of my friends is obsessed with it, um, and we've recently done the uh, uh, TikTok Carol Baskin version of the Savage Dance. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, oh, that'd be on me. Will that be a submission for the TikTok competition, Justine? It most certainly will. Ooh, got a bit of a TikTok <laughs> going on. Duet, something. if you will. <laughs> also, uh, a big shout out to, um, obviously, you know, Res Club has, is a very inspiring thing to be happening right now. Very, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff and you've also influenced people at other colleges to maybe, you know, steal your ideas, Justine, you know. Got an old uh, shout out to St. George's over there, to, uh, you know, doing a... Good old TikTok competition, you know, giving Res Club a, a shout out. You know, you know, it's it's good to come up with some original ideas sometimes, but also sometimes yeah. it's good to, you know, come up with other people's. You know, and that's fine because you know sometimes it is hard being the best college in college row. So you know, I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I so, agree, especially yeah. with so many haters out there, and you know, so many people saying that we're not a college and just crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, we've so gone down the rabbit hole now. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys weren't aware, I was made aware of this yesterday, Uni Hall is currently the largest body of people living together in Australia. Yeah, apparently that's, it's so, uh, very, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's quite, you know. I feel very privileged to still be here. It's privileged, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, I just feel privileged as well, you know. We keep, we keep following those regulations, we keep following the information and we'll just be fine, you know. But yeah, it's it's oh, it's amazing that we still have so many people, you know, because we've obviously heard reports of colleges being like empty and like a lot less population. Yeah. So yeah, it's still good that we're keeping yeah, it alive, even though we are 
physically isolated, but still socially connected. That is the motto of this oh, year. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. I'm such an influencer. Amazing. 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 <laughs> Um, and now we are talking to a resident, uh, a K100's resident, uh, the best floor of all time, as you would all know. Uh, so we'd now like to welcome Leanne to the podcast. Welcome, Leanne. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, uh, great to have you. Um, great to talk to uh, a resident who um, is not actually here at the moment, but still um, great to talk to you. You'd want to hear about yourself and what you're doing and your experience and everything like that. So we'll kick off um, our little discussion with you, Leanne, by playing a little game of Two Truths, One Lie. So if you would like to just give us and the audience at home just Two Truths, One Lie, and we'll have a go at guessing which one's the lie. Okay. I have a dog. Yep. I ate my twin. You... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to repeat that? <laughs> I ate my twin. You ate your twin. Yep. And, and I'm smaller than five foot. You're small. Okay, Justine, I can believe the five foot one. Yeah. I can believe the dog one. No, I, I actually think it's... Leanne strikes me as a cat person. I don't know why. I disagree. So I think, and I think it, it's highly probable that twin thing because it's like a thing that happens sometimes when somebody's pregnant with twins that's like true. That's one true. kind of like gets swallowed in the other yeah, and then they yeah. use they use the term i ate my twin in the womb which it doesn't sound like the way it's like yeah. what actually happened uh, so i i feel like i don't know maybe she's not smaller than five foot like maybe she's smaller than i mean no offense to julianne but you're pretty small so <laughs> i could believe <laughs> i could believe it uh, i'm gonna say the dog's a lie. Yeah, I'm going with the dog as well. I think I'm wrong, though, but I'll just go over it. Yeah, what's, you're what's right. the verdict? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you ate your twin. Yeah, I ate my twin. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> How old were you when um, when your mum shared that with you? Um, she waited a couple years, but... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't just spring it on <laughs> first day of kindy. <laughs> Yeah, she was just like, I was helping myself to seconds at like this family reunion. And then she's like, you know what? Not a surprise. She had a twin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Leanne, certainly you are an interesting person. introduction to the, this this new segment that's a two truths one lie where <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, over here losing it yeah <laughs> yeah you go you go justine crikey all right well uh after that very interesting introduction uh leanne can you tell me what is the coolest experience you've had in the last year um within the last year i I found that I've had a lot of cool experiences. However, one that really stuck out to me was the end of year celebration. You know, it was very, it was brilliant to be immersed in such a beautiful culture and just to see everyone dancing. Oh, wow. Oh, Where did you dance. celebrate? Oh, do you mean the um, uni hall end of year? Yeah, yeah. 
Ah, that was amazing. Yeah, yes. I missed that time when we had events. It was so good. <laughs> oh, Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, that was really, yeah, that was a really good event. Yeah, that was, yeah. Just getting sad now thinking about all these events. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. It's <laughs> too real. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, yes, it look, is kind of... That's a very cool experience. Yeah, like, yeah, uni hall culture, like, that's that's where it peaks, you know, end of year. We're yeah. all celebrating. So, yeah, definitely agree with you there. Uh, so, just yeah. some more uh, details about you, Leanne. Uh, where are you from? Very broad question, but, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of details that you could share with us about where you are from. Yeah, well, there's two ways to interpret this question. It's either, you know, where I'm born, where I've lived, or my family, where I'm from. Like, yeah. you know, I do, you know, I am from Broome. I've moved a lot around the communities, like in the Kimberley as a kid. However, my family's everywhere. Um, my dad is born and bred in the Kimberley. However, we have family in Japan. And oh, wow. Malaysia, so yeah, wow. but my tribes there are Bard, Nyakana, and Gija, and then my wow. mother's side of the family is around Geraldton and Perth. So, Dero Jero, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Jero right now. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, like, how is Jero? How's it going? How's it going down there? Any changes? It's Jero, it's Jero, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that all the accumulation of resources happened uh, around there. All the hoarders were ready, just hoarding everything. Yeah, Damn it's it. crazy. Yeah. Sorry, Cadis, yeah. I do you, do you happen to be from Geraldton as well? Or I'll tell you what, Justine, <laughs> I do happen to be from Geraldton as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> grew up in my informative years there. Um, luckily, I didn't turn, I did, lucky I'm not stuck there. Um, in terms of like, you know, living my whole life there, I moved to Perth, but yeah, I'm, look, I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky I'm here. I'm very grateful for being here. Very, um, very it's, lucky. It's, not, yeah, <laughs> it's nice. I'm, like, it's nice to be there. I'm sure you're having a good time, but yeah, I can. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everyone here has a mullet. Everyone has like a mullet and a ute. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Um yeah, god I miss Great. <laughs> Great. Well, uh Curtis very much Mrs. Geraldton. <laughs> so um Leanne, your your mum's family is around uh Geraldton and Perth and what's her heritage? Um so we're Nyunga and Yamaji, however, we also have like part Afghan too. Yeah. Wow. From that side. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Wow. It's a really interesting um, background, yeah. And so are you with your family in Geraldton at the moment or? Yeah, I'm staying with my grandmother right now. Okay. So that's really yeah. good. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Catch up, have some quality time together. Yeah, she tells me all about her stories. She's a very interesting yeah. person. <laughs> that's amazing, yeah, yeah. It's really nice having grandparents and stuff in our lives to just, you know, they're a little bit older, a little bit wiser. They've been where we want to go. So I think it's good they just um, share their stories and their advice with us. Exactly. And you realise how important, you know, your grandparents are during, you know, times like these. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So tell me, Leanne, speaking of times like these, if you could change one thing about the world aside from coronavirus, what would it be? Uh, that's an easy question. Um I would want to 
provide equal rights to everyone, regardless of their age, gender, and ethnicity. I know that sounds like such like a pageant answer, but yeah, yeah, that's. But it's very, very important thing, definitely. Yeah, very much so. Like, but yeah, with that also, that comes with my passion of improving Indigenous health outcomes across our like communities too. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Definitely important. Definitely really important. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good to have those. 100%. You know, you, like you might you might hear a lot of people say these things, but to have that passion, and that drive to actually do it yeah. is very very important, of course. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And especially like Western Australia, people don't realize like how big it is, and there is a lot of people that live like in very remote areas. So just making sure that everyone has access you know, and the ability to have access and have um, reach of education and all that stuff is really important. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. So, (laughs) 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 So, Leanne, uh, you have obviously a lot of spare time going on right now. Uh, What's your favourite thing to do in your spare time? Uh, it comes, like, from a range of things that I like doing, but uh, my favourite thing is painting. I love painting with my grandmother and then also, like, getting in touch with reality to paint plants and people, you know. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And have you got up to much painting uh, down in Jero? Uh, yes, I have, like, during the study break. That's what I was doing and then swimming because I'm right across the road from the beach. Like, it's a private beach, so no one goes there. that's good oh that's amazing wow to have access to something like that that's awesome wow yeah I'm in the middle of like nowhere just in this like block out in Geraldton so it's it's isolating which is very good but yeah I mean Geraldton on its own (laughs) is pretty isolated so you know (laughs) it's like an isolate it's like isolation exception going on going on down there (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right you're right yeah, look, 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 don't, don't want to be harsh but uh yeah look you look you love it you love it you hate it it's just jelton you don't know it till you live there um yeah stero jero i've been to Geraldton and i i actually quite enjoyed it i i actually never knew that it was like i just never looked at the map it never crossed my mind but it's right on the beach so I don't know, like coming from a town um, like inland, like east of Perth and uh, the Wheatbelt region, I always wanted to live on the beach. And then I never realised that Geraldton, like this massive country town, was right on the beach because it's pretty big, right? It's got like a population of like, what, 40,000? Yeah, I think 30, 30, 40,000. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's, yeah, so it's not massive, but it's also not tiny. Yeah, I think like apart from like Albany and Bunbury, it's probably the most populated. Yeah. Town. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, Leanne. So, moving on to our last question, can you tell me a social issue that you are passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about Indigenous rights, but also gay rights. Um, yeah, in terms of Indigenous rights, I was raised within a household where my upbringing was surrounded by making history. Um, matter of fact, my grandmother was the first Aboriginal woman ever to be elected in an Australian parliament. Oh, and, wow. And matter of fact, I was carried by her throughout her campaigning. There's photos of me getting carried by her, surrounded by people. 
And then, yeah, and then also like one of my great grandmothers wrote the rabbit proof fence. Oh my gosh! Are you serious? And then, yeah, on my yeah on my father's side, uh, my grandfather and uncle are involved in the Kimberley Land Council, and they had a documentary about the community that I was also raised in, and it won the best international short documentary in two thousand and eighteen within the International Cherokee Film Festival. That being said, I base my life around Indigenous rights and improving the livelihood of Indigenous Australians. Wow, that's amazing. My gosh. So you've definitely grown up with um, these role models and people that are passionate about the same thing as you. So, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it's honestly been such a very interesting experience being raised like that but that also gave me a lot of skills when I was in this pageant program where I won Miss Congeniality for um yeah wow Kimberly girl wow yeah Kimberly girl tell us a bit more about that uh it was like all the girls like within the Kimberly just doing like runway and like learning about interesting things and yeah it was it was definitely a lot like what you'd think was like miscongeniality like a lot of people in yeah, heels and yeah. everything was a big deal and the wardrobe changes you'd have to be done in like 20 seconds it was a whole oh experience goodness. wow Huge. that's amazing what an experience lovely <laughs> all right uh, yeah, and I was going to say, I, I remember um, being in school and watching the movie of The Rabbit Proof Fence. So, yeah, that's amazing. Your great-grandmother actually wrote it. So, wow, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I always, I was a bit clueless when I was younger until, like, you know, my nan was like, oh, this is your great-grandmother. And then I didn't realise how much of a big deal it was until, like, I was growing up. I don't know. Like it was. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting of course, experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow. That's amazing. All right. Crikey. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Leanne. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us today and having a chat to us. Uh, and it's been really interesting. It, it's always interesting to learn more about people that we live so close to. Although you're not here at the moment, you're here in spirit. <laughs> yeah, in Jero. Jero, Jero. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Leanne. All right. And we are now on to our second guest for the episode. Ethan, welcome. Hello. How are you going? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So, Ethan, um, we're going to start off by playing Two Truths and One Lie. Uh, I don't know about you, Curtis, but I love these kinds of games. Um, they always, people always produce very interesting things, so. Yeah, get a real insight into a person's life and their ability to lie as well. So we'll be finding out a little bit more about Ethan for this game and then going to some more questions. Great. <laughs> But, of course, we can't see Ethan, so it makes it a bit harder to know if he's lying or not. <laughs> also means if it gets a bit too awkward, we, uh, we'll just end the call and uh, leave it there and call it a day, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, thank you that too. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Ethan, off you go. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, let, me, let me see. Okay, so number one, 
Um, I was at a friend's sleepover and we were late for school one day. So we decided to take his helicopter to school. As you do. Uh, yeah. no, as you do. Number two, um, I have never jumped out of a plane. And number three, uh, I've been to 18 countries and counting. Did you say you've never jumped out of a plane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other that, way around. <laughs> so you have jumped out of a plane. That's one of your three. Yes. Yep. Okay. So recap. Right. You, yeah. You said uh, late to school one day and you went with a helicopter with a friend. You have jumped out of a plane and you've been to 18 countries. And one of those is a lie. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. What do you reckon, Justine? So I feel like the jumping out of a plane thing is really common nowadays. Like, I mean, who who doesn't want to do it or has done it? Did you have and a parachute or do you like... just, just thought you were just being, you know, a little bit fun? Why not oh, jump no. out of a plane? Just fun on the side, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought, yeah, let the wind blow you into a <laughs> jump right into a pool. <laughs> awesome dive. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's not unreasonable, the 18 countries thing, especially considering, Ethan, that you – you know, you grew up in Hong Kong and um, all that. So, lucky, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna, like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that the lie is jumping out of a plane because I feel like the other two are oddly specific for them to be made up. But That's he my... could have been at his friend's house on the sleepover and taken a Lamborghini, not a helicopter. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah. All right. Well. All yeah. right. Well, that's that's my answer. Do you want to do you want to answer differently? <laughs> I'm still sticking with the uh, jumping out of a plane. What are you sticking I'm with? Gonna go, I'm going to go with 18 countries. All right. What what is what's the verdict, Ethan? Curtis, good on you for sticking with your answer. You're right. Yep. Hundred percent. You've never correct. skydived, Ethan. I, I've never skydived. Um, as you said, growing up in Hong Kong, there is just nowhere to do it. Um, that I is think, so true. I think Hong Kong yeah. is pretty much given, probably the size of Perth, maybe to Mandra if you're pushing it. Um, Are you so, serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're really small, so yeah, no, nowhere to skydive. Huge, huge. Goodness. Very interesting, oh, wow. and I yeah, hope yeah. Uh, you you at home also got an insight into Ethan's uh, history, um, of which we will now be uh, delving uh, into now. So, um, I think I'm going to ask the first question, if that's all right, Justine, if I just take the lead here. Is that okay with you, yeah, Justine? All right. Oh, all yeah, right. okay. yeah, sorry, I just want to make the president happy. So, uh, <laughs> Ethan, uh, so uh, you already have touched on this a little bit uh, already, but uh, where are you from and have you enjoyed living at Uni Hall thus far since you are a new resident this year and, of course, the first fresher on the podcast? So, yeah, glad to have yeah. you here. And the best way to start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, no, so I was originally from Perth, um, but then I moved to Hong Kong, uh, as you said, when I was really young, maybe three, four-ish. Um, and really, I haven't been back besides holidays for Christmas or so um, until I, I moved back here about two months ago. Um, and then with that, do you know what? Coming back home, in a way, Uni Hall has been, I think, that perfect step back, I guess, yeah. is the way I could put it. Like, coming back with, of course, I've got family here, and that's been amazing for that initial amount of support. But, you know, living in campus, living with everyone around you, and the community that we have here is is just fantastic you know it's 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 been one of the best experiences so far to top it all off so it's it's fantastic that's fantastic yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah, that's amazing really interesting um, can i ask uh what languages do you speak 
Um, yeah, so English, not that great, yeah. but speak it. Um, Cantonese, uh, Mandarin. Cantonese is the native language of Hong Kong. Um, yeah. and Mandarin, which is just the, the normal Chinese. Um, yeah. And then I suppose really dodgy Spanish. <laughs> but wow. that's about it. I took it until maybe year 10. Yeah. Okay, so did you learn Cantonese and Mandarin when you moved to Hong Kong? When you yeah, were yeah, the Mandarin was compulsory. Okay. We had to learn that like in school. Um, whereas Cantonese, I sort of just picked up with a lot of my friends that I had that were from Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, you know, you start with the swearing, but you you, you broaden your. <laughs> <from there. laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, definitely really fortunate. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Cool. So. I just want to ask, what is something that has driven you and has inspired you? Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose there can be a lot of things, you know, from family or, or, or things along those lines. Um, but I think when I was young or really since I was young until only a few years ago, I was often in and out of hospital with chemotherapy um, and oh. things like that throughout my schooling career. And I suppose that idea of like getting an appreciation of just everything that we all value on a day to day basis um yeah. and just the idea of you know just literally being able to go outside and do some sport whenever you feel like it or anything like that I mean we're learning to value that a lot right now as well um of course. but yeah I, I think just that idea of isolation and sort of not being able to do the things that most people call normal for quite a few years definitely made me stop and realize you know what there's there's so much to be achieved and if you can get through this you can get through anything so nothing's really that hard oh yeah wow that's amazing it it just shows how much you've gone through and like i guess it gives an insight into us of why we're doing this podcast is again to you know know people um and and their and what they've been through and it's obviously you've been through quite a lot but still have that determination and perseverance to keep on trying and keep on you know keep on going it's really inspiring stuff man yeah, thank yeah. you. I think it's 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 definitely I think the better way to put it would be character character building, I guess. And um I don't know, it's that determination that I think has just been really important throughout in a way. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Wow. So speaking about um your passions in life, um and your degree, like what is something in your degree that you are passionate about? Yeah, so I'm um I'm studying a Bachelor of Biomed. Um and although I think it's it, the aim is to go through until med, but one of the things that have really fascinated me, um, and I think it's it's specifically covered in biomed, and I think in year two, um, is the idea of gene editing. And I don't know, maybe you can call me crazy scientist. If, 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 <laughs> but like the, the idea or the research that, you know, one day hopefully it's, it's my name on it. But um, just being able to actually develop a way to go in and edit our genes for the betterment of either curing X, Y, or Z, or making us more immune to some sort of disease or virus. Um, and ultimately actually putting that into, into practicing in medicine, I think is something that I find just fascinating, like the infinite possibilities with the human body. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's um, what is your major in biomed? Uh, anatomy and human biology. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. And I will um, compete with you for the crazy scientist. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Never be afraid to love science. <laughs> you're just basically crazy, to be honest. You don't need the scientist part us there as well. <laughs> 
Wow, this is what I have to endure, folks. Wow. <laughs> All right, moving on. So tell me, if there is one thing you could change about the world, aside from COVID-19, of course, what would it be? Yeah, you know, I think growing up in Hong Kong really gave me an appreciation, and I'm sure this is this is around the world, but growing up in Hong Kong really gave me an appreciation for the idea that not everyone is is given the equal opportunities that we all deserve to have. Um, and I think with that, you know, with all of us at university and fortunate to be here, it's this idea of like education for all, really, you know, and like the equal chance and opportunity to achieve and strive for whatever you believe in and whatever you want to do. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that idea that I really pushed for while I was in Hong Kong. I mean, I, I started my own charity in Hong Kong, which really aimed wow. at trying to help those people that didn't have the economic means and didn't have any way to achieve those economic means to actually be given the chance that they deserve and that we all deserve to actually get an education and to make something of themselves and to better their life through education. So I think really, yeah, education for all is is a big thing that, of course, you know, we're all going through COVID-19 and we're all working to solve it. But I think education is such a core part of society and is so important and can make such a big difference in so many people's lives. Of course. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Can I ask how old you are? You, you, you've achieved so much, man. I'm 18. I'm 18. (laughs) Are you serious? Okay. Okay. Well, I tell like I'm 19 in three, two months. Oh, still. Okay. But still, wow. Good job, man. Wait, so, uh, a 2001 baby. I'm a 2001 baby. Yeah, yeah giving, those, giving the 2000 kids a good name. It's very good yeah. to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ethan, man, you've got, a, you've got a long and interesting history, my friend. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah um, hopefully we'll see you around Uni Hall uh, a lot more. Well, hopefully we'll see you around Uni Hall, hopefully, uh, when this time is over. But um, yeah. I already see that you already have started being involved in the community and the... Uh, pathways leadership program um and i also aware that you are one of the people organizing the multicultural week um that is coming up in week eight so if you just wanted to tell us and of course the audience at home more about multicultural week and what you guys have got planned for the week yeah absolutely well we we are thinking of course you know this is going to be an amazing fantastic week um as you said it is multicultural week and i think the idea behind multi multicultural week as it is is we thought it's the very definition of uni hall you know we are so multicultural and we are such a vibrant society that we just wanted to use this week as a celebration of that as a celebration of what makes us as uni hall and all of our residents special and unique and strong so it's really just looking at a celebration of everything that we call or make us unique so um in that we've got several activities planned uh we've got arts and crafts that we're going to try and do, of course, with social distancing. Um, (laughs) There will be sign-up posters around um, where you can sign up. We'll deliver some creative equipment uh, and your necessary supplies that you need. And we're also in the process of making some videos, some tutorial videos for you. Um, And you can make things such like paper quills and dream catches are what we're focusing on. Just, just for things to give you to tinker about in your room. We all get a bit bored. No, no one's superhuman. We, we would love to work for hours on end, but we can't. So, um, yeah, just get, getting some arts and craft into life, even if you are the most hopeless creative like I am, it's, uh, it's still some fun. So that's, that's really good. 
Um, <laughs> we're also planning to do like a, a cultural singing contest. Now, I admit when I heard this is one of the things I've been focusing on. And when I heard that I'm going to make people sing, I really felt bad because if someone asked me to, I would just I, I, I would give it a miss. But we're giving it a singing or lip syncing uh, competition. It's all week long. And all we're asking is that you sing or lip sync a song from either your <laughs> native language or culture and just 10 yes. seconds of that. Yeah, the Australian um, one would be very interesting for that. <laughs> I am down. How about we, we remind that everyone could be PG. Definitely there's some Australian songs out there that might not fit that. Um, Definitely not. And, and there, are, there are prizes at the end uh, for the best songs. So do get involved. Um, we've also got the continuing theme of the TikTok, uh, as per all the weeks before, put in your TikToks and prizes are up for grabs. And then also what we've also got as well is daily Facebook posts um, of different languages and sort of cool either phrases or helpful sayings within those languages that are within Uni Hall. Um, and we're also going to give like a five to 10 minute language tutorial just focused on some common words, phrases and everything else, just to get you accustomed to some different languages in Uni Hall. Wow. Yeah. Huge. That is wow. amazing. Action yeah. Patch Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh my gosh. I am, I'm so excited that you're doing singing. <laughs> like, you have no idea. So I, I speak Afrikaans, right? And you have no idea how many times I've been like jamming out in my room and then yeah. I'm like, huh. It's a shame I can't sing this with anyone because nobody would understand me. Yeah, share it with all of us. You've got 30 seconds of fame just waiting for you. Justine, I'm uh, ready. just can I clarify something just for the audience at home and uh, maybe Ethan might be wondering the same thing. Are you South African? I, I'm not really sure. Wow. Um, this. All right. Just just totter on back to England there, bud. All right. Like... All right. Oh, I can't actually, but all right. <laughs> No, yes, I am. Oh, wow, huge. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely action pack week, Ethan. Um, I, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, obviously, uh, were you guys planning on things before um, before the restrictions happened? And how, how, how do you think the, res the restrictions have changed things? Obviously, it's more online now. How's that, how's that experience oh, been for you? Yeah, you know, it's definitely a learning curve. I mean, it is part of the leadership program, and I suppose we've been thrown one of the biggest curveballs there is. Um, but I think it, it's actually, you know, almost a benefit and surprise, really, that we're, we're learning to adapt to everything that's coming our way. Yeah, we were going to plan some really cool events that were going to be in person, big groups and everything like that. Um, but we just learned to adapt. We adapted with it. And uh, yeah, we're going to bring you a fantastic week, social distancing or not. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. Amazing. We love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Ethan. We really appreciate um, hearing your story and you answering our questions and definitely sharing Multicultural Week with us as well. It's going to be a very exciting week next week. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, pleasure. Thank you, Ethan, so much. <laughs>